Why is it that with sparkling water, I'm always playing guessing games with what flavor I'm drinking? Is it citrus? Is it aluminum can flavored? Mm, not sure. Sparkling ice, though, they really mean flavor. Like in-your-face flavor. Orange mango, black raspberry. Don't even get me started on the strawberry lemonade. Kiwi Strawberry slid right into my taste buds DMs last night and let them know who's boss. No subtleties there and no sugar either. But it does have vitamins and antioxidants. Find sparkling ice at a major grocery store or club retailer near you. Sparkling ice. Anything but subtle. What does motion sound like? With Kizik Hands Free Shoes, it sounds a little something like this. Experience the magic of motion. Get a free pair of socks with your first order at kizik.com slash socks. The all-electric Kia EV6 with up to 528 kilometers of range. And Toolman, the complete tool center, serving WA for over 40 years. This is Sports Day. Yes, as we mentioned at the top of the program, a huge event here in Perth at the weekend was the uh, Olympic qualifying match uh, for the women when it came to football between the Matildas, Australia's own Matildas, taking on the Philippines, who, as we know, at the recent FIFA Women's World Cup, were coached by Alan Stadic, who now is in charge of the Perth Glory men's team. But he made sure they made history by firstly qualifying for the World Cup and also uh, recording their first ever victory, which was against the co-host nation New Zealand, the Philippines winning by one goal to nil. Well, the Matildas played them off the park here at Optus Stadium yesterday, putting eight in the back of their net. That is the Philippines net. And joining us is the man who called the action for Network 10 in Robbie Thompson. Robbie, thanks for your time. Absolute pleasure, Pete. Pleasure to be here. It was great to watch yesterday. Okay, it was one-sided, and there was total domination by the Matildas in relation to goals and possession. But I think people just sat back and enjoyed just how good this Matildas team are when they get it together. Yeah, and I think that's I think that's one of the main takeaways from it because we know probably coming into this Olympic qualifying round that the the three opponents, Iran. Chinese Taipei and the Philippines. The Matildas should get three wins, but it's 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 never done before you before it's done. You have to go and do it, as we saw against Iran, which was a which was a tough game. And we know, as you said in your intro, the Philippines have quality. The Philippines are a, a country that have invested heavily into the women's game. They've gone and found players born all over the world of Filipino heritage, uh, most of them American, so they've come through the college system. They're, they're, they're a solid women's side, but there's nothing you can do in front of the Matildas when they're playing like that. And that's what the fans came to see. So sometimes you can feel a little bit, uh, if it's too one-sided, there's no competitive edge. But we were seeing an elite sporting team at the top of its game, and I think everyone recognised that. Yeah, and Tony Gustafsson made it clear with the starting 11. Uh, he went for the strongest possible combination to uh, kick the game off, and he didn't have to wait long before the Matildas were in front. Yeah, absolutely. No, this was definitely the game that they had to win. And also, with one eye on the third and final round of qualification, it was important um, to really beat Philippines well because the best second-place team will go into the next round as well. So three first-place teams and the best second-place team. Now, if the best second-place team was to be the Philippines, Australia would play Japan in all likelihood in the next round. Now, Japan are former world champions. Japan 
beat Spain 4-0 in the recent Women's World Cup, so people should not forget Japan are an excellent footballing side. If we can avoid them in the playoffs to actually reach Paris 2024, that's good. So, look, Tony was taking no chances with this result against the Philippines. We had to beat them well, and we did. Were you surprised by the turnout, or did you feel there would be a big turnout on the back end and the legacy that the Matildas left us after the World Cup? I, I was really hoping there would be. I, knew, I thought when the three games were announced at HBF, when we knew they'd be there, when we'd seen the momentum that this team, and all the goodwill towards this team, I mean, that's the, that's the main thing, is that the fans want to turn out. They know the players' names. It's not just the Matildas brand. They've gone above that now. We've got the best players in the world, and the girls and the fans, they love them. They love seeing, you know, Ford, Kerr, Arnold, Fowler, these are names that are now, for, for young girls and boys that love football watching it, these are idols. These are role models and people to look up for. So once we heard that maybe it's going to be changed to Optus, what do people think? Oh, it's a big step up from 20,000 to 60,000. But when they did it, I think they sold out nearly, nearly immediately. I mean, within a couple of hundred tickets, it was, it was incredible. And I think this is only the start, Pete. I think mm-hmm. this is when, we, when the Matildas go back to those playoff matches for the Olympics, there's some talk already that, you know, perhaps the MCG should be the place for it because they'd fill 100,000 yeah. for a big competitive match. This is, this is the national team to be behind right now. I, I really do believe that. Yeah. Do you reckon they've leapfrogged the Australian cricket team in relation to profile? Uh, I think in, in terms... And it's, it, this is, you know, comparisons are not easy, especially between men's and women's. But in terms of room for progress i think there's no doubt that this team this matilda's team has a huge margin of progression they they are only just starting out and they have so much more they can achieve and because they are representing you know for a long time the men's cricket team yes women go and women love cricket of course in australia but it's not the same as seeing these girls out there mixing it with the very best in the world and so you've got the women's game and women's sport in Australia and around the world that is developing at a rate of knots in terms of tactics, discipline, investment, but also in terms of fandom. Mm. You're getting hundreds and thousands of young girls at school that are going, whoa, this is something. And this is generating this energy. And look, I think the Socceroos have done a great job at the last World Cup as well. They've, they've created a, a lot of hype. I think the Matildas have moved beyond that just in terms of goodwill. I think they're, they're, I think they're right there at the top of the game in Australia, but the most impressive thing is that I think they've still got so far to go. I think they, they are just flying at the moment. Just having a look at the makeup of the team, we all know about the exploits of Sam Kerr and what she's done for the game. We know about uh, Caitlin Ford. They both scored hat-tricks yesterday. But I think people still marvel at the skill and the wise head that uh, is on young shoulders, uh, 20-year-old Mary Fowler, who could be anything in relation to the world game. Her ability to hit targets and her ability to push the ball where it needs to be pushed and get out of tight situations, it's just, you could just watch her all day. She's such a good player to watch. I think so. I agree 100%. I think she has that rare quality in elite, elite sport, men or women's, where they always look to have more time than everybody else, where things can move in slow motion for them because they've got the technique and the vision. And and she is just glorious to watch. She was at the last World Cup. She was the youngest player 
at the last World Cup in, in France. She was 15. And it's taken her a little while. And she's been around this Matilda's side for, for you know, six, four or five years now. And, and now we're starting to see she's only 20, but she's already emerging. She's played every single match for Manchester City. They're top of the English First Division at the moment. She is an integral part of their side. Um, she is going places and she is going to be a focus. But look at the other players in this team. Claire Hunt plays for Paris Saint-Germain. Ellie Carpenter plays for Olympic Lyonnais. You mentioned, you know, Caitlin, who's at Arsenal. She's just played 100 times. Sam's at Chelsea. Hayley Rasso's at Real Madrid. I mean, these are, these are the best football teams in the world. And we've got players there. Mm. It's not easy. It's not an easy. There aren't many countries that can say that. And Australia can, and I think that's also part of the success of this side. Yeah, beautifully surmised there, Robbie. And Robbie, finally, uh, the final game is Wednesday night against Chinese Taipei. Again, it's going to be one-way traffic, but what a great way to finish off what's been a remarkable week here in Perth. Absolutely. And I think, you know, and just if I may, just a little word for Chinese Taipei, because this is a side that perhaps 30, 40 years ago were at the front of the women's game in Asia, certainly. And then things fell away. We know the country's had a lot of political problems as well. Their coach, when he came, he said, this is all a learning curve for my team. I want them to see what Australia has achieved, what the Matildas, how big they are. And I want my players to think this isn't just a hobby for me. This can be a profession. This can be a job for me in the future. And I think that's how that's one of the reasons why, look, if that Australian team is doing this for opponents, what is it doing for the Aussie kids? Mm. that love them and watch them and, and want to be like them too. It's uh, Look, it's sport, it's competitive, it's cutthroat, but if you can add that little good feeling, those great vibes, why not? Let's go for it. Good on you, Robbie. Thanks for joining us here on Sports Day WA. Great call yesterday and all the best for the game on Wednesday. Thanks for your time. Pleasure. Cheers, Pete. Good on you. Robbie Thompson, Channel 10 commentator. This is Sports Day WA.